Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Can I Have a Word with You? Bruce Pulver, author, Above the Chatter, Our Words Matter, and keynote speaker, workshop leader, and just all-around encourager. Uh, that's my that's my mission, staying on the walk with, with God and, and living the per- life that he mm-hmm. intends me to be. That is my goal. And welcome to my co-host, Heather Carter. Hey, everybody. Glad to be back with you. I'm excited for today, uh, our first official guest. So yeah, I will not talk long because I want to get him on here and get after it. We'll get going. And you know, we have had guests, but it's usually been as a fill-in, right? Right, right. So yeah. we're stretching. We're right? taking over when I'm off gallivanting. So yeah, right. <laughs> but we, we are trying to, uh, you know, expand things, change things up a little bit, bring in some different perspective. And, you know, when we do that, we really look at, you know, what type of guest do we want to have on on our conversation? Because it is a all about a word. It's all about its impact on your life and how it means something to you. But it's also all for the glory of God. And how did God use that word or how is he using or implementing the letters of that word to impact your life? And I'm going to introduce our guest before I bring him on here, because uh, it was probably two and a half years ago. I was introduced to this guy by a dear friend, Kathy Parker, who said, you guys need to meet and he might want to have you on his podcast. Well, that started out for one week and I think it was 62 straight Wednesdays. Uh, our guest today had me on his podcast called Exercise Your Faith, where we kind of created this concept of what we're going to do today. It's kind of moved into something different. And 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 our guest has, has done so much to, to uh, assist me in life and get me kind of encouraged in a huge way to even start this podcast. And now he's got some new things going on in his life. And we've asked him to bring a specific word with him, a specific verse with him. And we're just going to open this up for a conversation with our dear friend, because Heather, you've been on his podcast as well, Mr. Dave McDonald. Dave, welcome, sir. It's great to have you with us. Hey there. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of blown up here just a little bit with all that big intro. So hopefully I can uh, overperform here instead of underwhelm. Uh, the, the master of the understated. So, so Dave, uh, you know, you have been so instrumental in helping me guide me in stepping out of the boat, right? To, I, I used to call it having one foot in two canoes. Well, then they split and you go right in the water. But, you know, from Peter's perspective of stepping out on faith and doing things, you've been so encouraging to me and, and so patient with me in allowing me to do that. And I'm so grateful for the word that we've decided to unpack today because it's something you've really done for me in a huge way. And I'm just going to put this up here now. And we are going to unpack the word help with Dave McDonald. And Dave picked that word as we were kind of going through the process. And so a couple things, Dave, tell us a little bit about um, where that foundation of that word, maybe biblically, has come into your life and sort of where it guides you. So you have a verse for that. Would you share that with us? Absolutely. So I kind of landed on Ecclesiastes 11.4, and it kind of fits with my my prior life, if you will. And it says this, I'm going to use the Amplified version. He who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will not sow seed. And he who looks at the clouds will not reap a harvest. And the reason why I chose that is because I used to be the king of I'm gonna. 
and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this someday. And I was always waiting for the perfect moment. And when you wait for the perfect moment, one day you wake up and you're 58 years old and you're like, hey, what have I done? And the answer is nothing. Uh, so I choose to live a little bit differently uh, now in that way. And my whole goal is to help people now. Yeah, I will tell you just from my perspective, that was already in you. You were doing it a different way. You were teaching, right? You were an educator. Right. You were, your podcast was helping people. Absolutely. But you've transitioned a little bit. So so tell us a little bit about uh, kind of what you're doing now. And then we'll kind of unpack help and drive a bunch of questions and see where this discussion goes. Tell us what you're doing now. Sure. So uh, I have made the leap into full-time uh, ministry. I am a storyteller for the Bucket Ministry which is uh, a group of amazing people located in Dallas or the Dallas area and all over the world now uh, in terms of the impact that they have. We provide clean water and the gospel to uh, as many people as uh, will listen. And um, I think we've impacted about a million people so far, but there's at least 750 million people without clean water. So we got a ways to go. So you stepped out of teaching, retired yes. from that and diving full-time into something that's gotta be scary. It's gotta be, oh my gosh, I'm going global. I'm not just in the school district I was in and what that could impact. So man, what a, what a great testimony to just taking a leap and, and, and stepping out. Yeah, no, God is, uh, God pushed me out of the boat, I think in this case. I, you know, when, when Peter got out of the boat there, he was the first person ever, you know, human being anyway, to walk on water and the truth of the matter is, is if you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat and there isn't any other way around it. And if you want to help people, it's not something that you have to wait till tomorrow to do. I mean, you can go to the 7-Eleven today and there's going to be probably six or seven people that you could help in just a moment's notice. So it's the easiest thing to do, but it's the hardest thing to implement, it seems like. Mm -hmm. mm. What do you got there, Heather? Yeah. Well, I love that also, you know, you're going to unpack the word here in a minute, Bruce, but uh, you talked about um, when you feel helpless, a response to that is to be helpful. And that's, you know, you've, instead of just sitting by and, you know, Dave sitting by and thinking like, I mean, water for the world, that sounds like a bit of a, you feel a little helpless to help provide yeah. any of that, you know, so you just got to jump in and do something that's helpful and it's one thing at a time. So this is a great word. I do think it really kind of captures not just what Dave's doing, but what as Christians we can do, like you said, you can go down to 7-Eleven um, or if you live where I live at to the quick and easy or right. yeah. or something. We don't have a lot of 7-Eleven. We don't have any 7-Elevens in Springfield. So side <laughs> note. <laughs> I know, sad, right? That's no a shocker gulps. because I thought they were on every corner. Yeah, no big gulps here. Um, <laughs> we have polar pops. Anyway, I'm digressing into that. So anyway, I just I I think you can start right where you are, just like with um, with Dave started and is doing something bigger. But we can do that when we get off this. When someone gets off this podcast, they can help. Right, and you know, you you mentioned something that was very very important. When you feel helpless, when you're feeling like, you know, I'm down or I'm low or I don't have it, you know, that means your bucket is, is kind of empty. And the only way that you can change that or fix that is to go fill your bucket up. So what are you going to fill your bucket up with? Helping other people. 
you know, there's not a there's not a greater high in the world. And I'm sorry, I've never I've never taken drugs. I, I can't speak to that. But there's not a greater high, at least that I found, than helping somebody else. Yeah. It, it, it lifts you. And yeah. one of the things we talk about uh, often is, you know, you may have a goal that you haven't started. And, you know, it could be as big as what you're doing, right, which is impacting the world with, with purified water. It could be as individual as wanting to begin a fitness program. Right. right. And one of the ways to do that, let's say you want to walk, is to serve others while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, we talked about this, I think, before. You take a trash bag with you that's empty, and you pick right. up as many cans as you can see, and the next thing you know, you may have 50 cans, but that also might be a mile and a half, and you're going, wow. Well, now i got to turn around and carry the bag back. But, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're providing service as part of helping yourself. So that 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 is almost exponential in its benefit, both for yourself as well as those that you're around. And not only that, what if somebody sees you doing that? And they go, oh, my gosh, well, this guy's going to do that. Well, I can do that, too. And all of a sudden, it becomes a ripple where, you know, I, I mean, who doesn't want to get involved in helping other people or helping a situation? I, I could say the feeling you get from it is just phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, God, I think, gave us that because he wanted us to see how great it is to help other people because that's what he did for us. Yeah, I love yeah. I love that Dave's doing this in his retirement years because so many people you know, they retire and then they just serve themselves for the rest of their lives. And it's about going to the pool and going golfing and having some drinks. And they just kind of waste away the rest of their life after they retire. And Dave is retired and now is starting this new thing. And um, and I think that's also a good example to other people who, you know, might be retiring and thinking this isn't what it's cracked up to be. Well, part of it's because sometimes we just serve our people tend to serve themselves in retirement and Dave's mm-hmm. doing the opposite and leading by example to probably other people who, you know, you want to have a sense of purpose. Want to be useful. So there's, there's, you know, kind of in the world today, we see there's barriers to, to and, and you, you break this down, Heather, with some of the, the soiree meet, meetings and programs you do, where you say, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. There are barriers right now and risks to stepping into something where you see, you see in your heart, you can help, but in the situation and circumstances, there might be environmental reasons or safety reasons that are causing you to not take that first step. Now, obviously, we want folks that they're looking to help others and whatever. You know, make sure you're in a place where you you know you you're not putting yourself at danger at risk, right? But but what sort of things do you think can help someone go first? I mean, what is that that uh, impetus to go ahead and make that move? I mean, you could have said, "I'm." retired, I'm not going to go do something else, but something bigger than that drew you to it. So talk a little bit about that, Dave, of in that contemplation, you said, yeah, this is, I'm going to go do this. Well, I think the idea is, is, you know, there's no, retirement's not in the Bible. So it's not a biblically based word. It's something that we made up along the way. And I think there's a yearning inside us, you know, when you're a Christian and you, you know, you're into the word, you can hear God speaking to you. God puts stuff on your heart. That's the Holy Spirit, man. He's talking to you all the time. We just don't always listen. That's the problem. And I wasn't a good listener for a long time. And so, you know, God's got a, you know, spiritual two by four and he hits you with it. And sometimes it knocks you out, sometimes it wakes you up. And uh, in this kind of way, you know, he woke me up and that, you know, our, our job is to be useful. 
you know, my job is to be useful to my wife. My job is to be useful to my kids. My job is to be useful to my neighbors. Who's my neighbor? That's anybody I meet today. And uh, that's, that's my job and that's my role. And I think when we're living a fulfilled life, we know it, we can feel it and other people can see it. But when we're not, you know, that's when we start, like Heather says, you know, we start to look at ourselves and we try to fill that bucket with only things that we can come up with. And right. you know, you'll never, you'll never, never enough that. stuff to fill yeah. the, the empty spaces. You know, a few years ago, I, th I think it even might be on TV still, but I, I used to watch it a few years ago. There's a show on TV called New Amsterdam. And there was a doctor in the show and his his refrain, he was kind of the head of the hospital and he would walk around and come into any scenario he came into. He he was known for saying, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? And I think that's one thing that we can ask you know, our cities, our churches, but I think most of all, asking God, like, how can I help? Like, Dave yeah, didn't have to any ministerial training. He didn't have water. He wasn't a specialist on water purification systems. He just asked God, how can I help? And let God lead him where he was going to lead him. So I think that's a prayer we can all ask God to show us. And Amen. it most likely will be something we never, and never <laughs> occurred to us before. So exactly. that was like your number one, like, I know what I'm going to do when I retire. Awesome. Well, let's take, um, let's take the word help then and let's unpack that. Let's, mm -hmm. let's write it. And Dave, you know this, cause we did it. That's right. Times at your show and we just carried the over. We write the word help. We write it vertically. And I, I do want to say that as I was writing this word this morning for this recording, Dave, I thought of you because of the amount of help you've given me, the amount of help I've seen you give to others. And you'd also call me and say, hey, I need some help. Or can you encourage right. you give me some thoughts about moving forward on this? Or I struggle with that. So it's a community. So help is a give and take sort of thing, right? We have to be open enough to ask for it when we need it. So I'll write, we'll break this down by letter. I wrote the H, here to make a mark. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's probably not a scoreboard, right? It's not a, let's keep track of all the things I'm doing that's making uh, me be good in this world, but it's making an impact, uh, a mark, sometimes when the person on which you make the mark doesn't even know that you made it. Yeah. Well, I think um, the good, a, good, a good leader is a good follower. Because remember, everybody, everybody wants to be a leader, but Jesus didn't ask us to be leaders. He asked us to be followers. And so if somebody can see me making a mark or me doing something, then they'll want to know why I did. And hopefully that'll be the invitation I get to add or I get to share with them. That's how you make a mark. Well, Jesus did this for me. So this is why I'm doing this for, for others. Absolutely. The E. And I'm going to do some punctuation or some capitalization here. Every day, an impact and impact is lowercase imp, and then the last syllable is act, act. So every day, an impact, big, small, intermediate, seed planet that isn't going to have anything to uh, produce for who knows how long. Right. But in order to help, you do have to take an act of some kind. Would you agree with that? And talk to me a little bit about that. Absolutely. I mean, Christianity should be a verb. You know, it shouldn't be a noun. It should be a verb. It should be an action word. 
And, and so act, obviously, impact, you know, you're doing something that's causing an effect somewhere or making a change. So, yeah, absolutely. We got to do that. We got to make it happen. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, earlier you were saying, you know, there we do a lot of things um, as examples to others and how we serve. But then there's always there's also that um, impact on us from the things that we do that no one will ever see. Right. And those are the things that keep you health spiritually fit enough to do to continue in what you're doing and have it be for the glory of God and not for your glory or to get the feedback as it does feel good. I mean, it is a high. That's why, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people in ministry because they get the high from the feedback of how amazing they are, or how well right. they speak, you know, that we do it for only God's approval um, first and foremost. So I like that, that you yeah. pointed that out. All right. So the L, look, find, do, repeat just sort of like doesn't have to be major right it just mm -hmm. is almost sometimes it's like that defender you know in basketball who just just instinctively learns and knows how to find where they fit in mm -hmm. right get in where you fit in um got to be looking for it though that was the other thing you you have such an awareness of that dave and 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 i respect that in you so talk a little bit about like you said it's the 7-eleven or it's a global impact well, sometimes it's just meeting the need of somebody. I like to be a Costco stalker. And what I mean by that is I go hang out in the dog food section. I literally do this and I'm probably on somebody's camera from somewhere. Uh, but I hang out there because that's where the water is. And when I go shopping at Costco, it's usually the senior citizens are there and moms with kids. And those two groups don't do well with picking up 50 pound bags of dog food and 50 pound cases of water. So I sit there and I wait for people to show up. I kind of cruise the area. And then when somebody needs a water, you can tell they're looking at it like, ah, oh, geez, man, I got to lift that. What am I going to do? And I just say, hey, do you want me to go ahead and get that water for you? And I walk over and I get the water and I put it in there and they're just like, oh my gosh, thanks. And I'm thinking that was the easiest thing in the world to do, but you just made somebody's day. Yeah. So look fine and then do it again. Yeah. And the P, putting others first. Amen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should never be the main reason why I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning because Jesus brought me to this world again for another day. And he brought me here to do something good within that day. You know, yesterday we were meeting, my husband and I were meeting with a friend of ours who's um, getting put in hospice. Mm -hmm. And he, my husband used to be the pastor at the church where when he attended there and he called and said, I know you haven't been there for it's been 10 years, said, but I can't think of anyone else I want to do my memorial service. So we're starting to kind of plan that. But one of the things he said that really impacted me was that he said, I'm just a I'm just a vessel, yeah. you know, and he, he his main memory that he had of his um, in his life that was impactful to him was just a time he felt prompted by God to go pray with someone, went and prayed with them. And then about 10 minutes after he went to their house, they passed away and um, they had not been a Christ follower. And they, he had prayed the salvation prayer with them. And, you know, he just kept singing to us yesterday. He's like, you know, I'm just a vessel, whatever God wants to do with me, you know, and it's interesting. You're providing, you know, you're a vessel to help this ministry that you have move forward. And, um, 
whatever whatever it looks like you know not just when you go to kenya and not just when the water's been uh, i don't know if you ship it there or you, what all you do but you know wherever you are you're a vessel you know at costco i hope you're there next time <laughs> I the water section because i am the person who's always like i'll just let my husband get that water next time yeah, because it's, I mean, like I say, it weighs 40, 50 pounds. How are yeah. you going to lift that sucker in there? It, then you got to go to the car with them because that's the hardest yeah, part, getting out of the cart. So, but yeah. yeah you got to be careful, great. though, with Southern California. If you, if, you, if you do that, you might go to jail first before. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm heading to Southern California later today. So I'll, I'll pray for you because you got to <laughs> Uh, there's always the humor side with Dave McDonald. So uh, we'll, br we'll bring this in for a close, guys. Dave, thank you so much. You uh, you define to me, uh, you know, the word help, you know, here to make a, make a mark. That's, you know, you're doing that. You've done that since I've known you. And, I, and you encourage others to, you know, every day make an impact. You're always acting. ACT. You look, you find, you do, you repeat, always encouraging. And you're a guy that I, I don't know who puts anyone first more than you do, my friend. And, Having you on the show has been fantastic. We're going to put Dave's information in the show notes for uh, Bucket Ministry, what he's doing there. If you want to get involved, find out more about it. Uh, you can reach out to everybody there. And Dave, as one of our first guests, as we've done, you know, duo host with a guest, uh, what an honor it's been to have you here. Thank you, man. I, I tell you what, I'm, I, got, I got goosebumps, man. I'm like, oh, man, this has been awesome. This is so cool. So yeah. I'm so... I'm so glad that you uh, that you brought me on. Awesome. So until next time, folks, can I have a word with you with Heather Carter, Bruce Pulver, and this time our special guest, Dave McDonald. So until next time, everybody, make it a great day. God bless. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>